This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. show talking about Zach Wilson and Robert Sala coming out meeting the media yesterday with a change of course where Sala after the game immediately saying oh it's the furthest thing from my mind changing the quarterback and then yesterday would not commit to a starter for Sunday against the Bears which is the right move I mean the Jets had to do something to hold Zach Wilson accountable and, you know, this was a little something, of course, from Robert Sala for now, non-committal with his starter. But it makes sense instead of just, yeah, Zach's going to be our guy no matter what and letting Wilson at least think that he can play poorly, act poorly after the game and continue to get the start. It just can't happen. Now, this is going to have ramifications and you hope Good things can come of it. I do think it's a good move for the Jets. Regardless of if they bench him or not, they had to make it seem like, at the very least, it was going to be in question, as it should be at this point, for multiple reasons, as we said. But long-term, I mean, could this be, and I know Jet fans want to get nuts and you know say that Wilson's done and he's not going to be any good. I mean, it's after, what, seven games this year? And not a full season last year? I don't know how you can properly fully evaluate a quarterback on that, any quarterback, but it's a unique circumstance in that a team that was very young in every area has developed the defense at light speed in comparison to where the offense is at. And because of that, they don't really have the time, not this year, I'm talking about next year, this year, it's already, it is what it is. I mean, they're either going to win with Zach. And Mike White's not the answer. You may want to see Mike White, and maybe he provides a spark. Maybe he's a little bit better than Zach Wilson. Ultimately, Mike White is Mike White. And there's a reason why he's been on the bench. Jets don't have, I mean, look, anybody might be a better option right now, but the Jets don't have a great option outside of Zach Wilson. He's got to be their guy. But next year, 
He doesn't have to be. And if he finishes this year, these final however many games he plays, he's going to play seven, six, whatever. If he finishes the same way that he started this year, Jets are going to have to cut bait and move on. And, and well, I'm not saying they have to cut him, but he's going to be their backup. Because you cannot waste an opportunity to win with a defense that is as good as the Jets are. With a ground game that should be, you know, a solid ground game consistently. Again, I know Brees Hall is out and who knows what's going to happen with him moving forward. But the and the offensive line banged up. But the Jets should be able to run the football. They have some weapons at wide receiver. The defense is top notch. You can't have the quarterback being the worst quarterback in the league. And that's something next year that is going to have, you know, instead of the Jets waiting for next year to be the make or break year, really it's going to be make or break these next seven weeks potentially for Zach Wilson, at least in the short term, meaning next year. Beyond that, who knows? It's just weird how you draft a guy and everybody's excited about it and then he's kicked to the curb almost immediately. It's year two. Some really great quarterbacks wouldn't be around if they were kicked to the curb in year two. Like I said, I still believe in Zach Wilson's ability. I can't say that I believe in his leadership or his attitude. I hate his arrogance, both on and off the field. And I wish the Jets can bring in Matt Ryan to teach him. To tutor him. He'd be the perfect guy. Or somebody like that. That's what Zach Wilson needs. He needs to be humbled. Maybe this will be... Maybe this will be the best thing that ever happens to him. Usually, if you go through some individual adversity, that's when you learn the most. We talk about this all the time with teams where they lose and go through adversity, that's when you learn about them. With the Mets, unfortunately, this past year, they didn't go through adversity until it was too late. They got swept by Atlanta. Before you know it, boom, that's it. I mean, they had injuries and stuff like that, but not real, true adversity. They were dealt with adversity losing that first game in Atlanta, then losing that second game in Atlanta. Then after they got swept, that was it. Good night, the lights. And then before they could recover, they were out in the wild card. Yankees dealt with adversity all year long. They responded. After their rough start, not rough start, but rough patch in the middle after their hot start, they responded. Well, teams we learn about all the time with that. Same thing with individuals. And Zach Wilson going through this adversity, potentially being benched or at least threatened to have his starting job taken away from him. There's one of two ways you could go. Learn from it and grow or continue to be a baby and believe that everybody else around you is the problem and lack accountability. And in that event, he'd be toast. We also discussed the Giants and their big matchup come Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, just two days away, the short week, and it feels even shorter than normal. With the three games on Thanksgiving, with the holiday, all the prep, everybody's going to be going nuts tomorrow and maybe even some today. But the Giants and Cowboys, 4 o'clock Thanksgiving Day, cannot wait for that one. And it's going to be a huge test. The biggest test to date for the Giants. Coming off of their worst performance, Cowboys coming off their best performance. First of four straight division games for the Giants. What is Brian Dable's team made of? 
We know about the injuries. It sucks losing Wondell Robinson and Adoree Jackson. Giants don't have enough talent as it is. Losing those two guys is going to be a problem. But at 7-3, and three, when literally a week ago, I was getting calls talking about the Giants and the Super Bowl in the same breath. Their season is on the brink now. At 7-3, and three, it's weird to say that, but it's the reality. And if they have another embarrassing performance like they did really the last two games, they have not played solid football, but obviously beat the Texans. They have another bad performance. Things could start going the wrong way in a hurry. We also talked about the free agency. Aaron Judge visiting the Giants today. The Yankees asking for Jacob deGrom's medicals. Not that it means anything, but they did. And the Mets still haven't done anything. They're waiting on Jacob deGrom, which is understandable, but the Mets are not showing interest in Aaron Judge, which does not make any sense whatsoever. Trying to play nice with the Yankees? Come on now. Get real. Go get the best player that's available. You want to act like a big boy team? Dodgers could do it. Giants are going to do it, or at least try to do it. Why can't the Mets? Because the Yankee? Come on now. Instead, the Mets would rather go get Jamison Tyler. Why can't they apply that rule to Jamison Tyler? I wish they would. Hey, you know what? He's a Yankee. We don't want him. We don't want to go after the. We don't want to go after any Yankees guys and upset them. That rule should apply to Jamison Tyler only. You could throw an Andrew Haney in there as well. Well, you know what? He was a Yankee. Those are the two guys the Mets are going after that recently were Yankees. Tyone and Andrew Haney. Come on. 877-337-6666. Also mentioned the Knicks' big win last night. I don't know if I can call it a big win. I mean, I literally mentioned it. 9-9 nine and nine the Knicks are on the year. They get a big performance from R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle. All three. They're big three. Doing the job on the road in OKC. Knicks getting the win and feeling good about themselves after that road trip. Not bad. They should be. They played better. Quentin Grimes back in the starting lineup. Knicks played much better brand of basketball. What does it mean? Nothing to me yet. I mean, they're going to have to go on a nice run and play like this consistently for me to buy back in. Nets were off. Nets will be back in action tonight in Philadelphia. Ben Simmons returning to Philly. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Eric is in Ron Concomo. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal. Good morning. Uh, you know, didn't, didn't um, Wilson go through some adversity last year already? I mean, he's he's going to have to go through it every year, basically, in order to, to learn something. He, I mean, he did go through adversity, but this is different. He was not held accountable. He went through some adversity by the media and the fans and came out the other end okay after the injury and coming back from the injury. This is different. He's acted arrogantly. He's been defensive. He's been immature. This is going to be the final test for Zach Wilson. He's got to be able to handle this well and come out of it. Otherwise, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope, I I just, I mean, before I get to my other point, I just hope he, uh, you know, I I, I don't want to have to have another question about another Jets quarterback. It's driving me crazy. I want a guy who's going to be around 15 years, which has never happened. Right. But uh, enough about that. I'm starting to sound like Omar. Um, you know, first off, I got to disagree with you guys on one thing. Every single Yankee Red Sox game is a minimum four hours, no matter what. Okay. <laughs> uh, Are right. you going to see um, Avatar? You'll see that in the theaters at three and a half hours. I will. I 
very likely I will, but I got to watch the first one again. It's been so so long. I got to watch it again. Same thing. Uh, but but that, now, thing. now you're talking about a six hour commitment between the two. Oh, Sal, did you ever see the Lord of the Rings movies? No. Okay, well, because I know you're a big uh, Game of Thrones guy, right? Yeah. Or the House of Dragons. I, I think right. I, I think I watched them. It was one of those where like I had it on, and then I was just doing other things throughout the apartment or whatever it was at the time. Okay. It, it's a very similar concept. But I, but I tell you, those movies were basically three hours at a clip. How long are the Harry and, Potter movies? Because I watched those and enjoyed every one of them. Uh, very close also. They, uh, are they really? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it felt quicker because uh, it was during the pandemic, so I was just trying to pass the time. Right, especially the later ones. But but when when the Lord of the Rings ones came, the, the original ones came out, when, when those movies ended, you know, because they, they, they filmed everything at once, but they broke it up into three movies. I was disappointed that it wasn't still going on. Two, I mean, that, two uh, hours, though, Eric. Two hours for a movie, whether it's Harry Potter or something else, that's okay. 2.20, you're starting to push it. Three hours and 35 minutes? Get the hell out of here. You better be uh, paying me. me. <laughs> if you're up to me, it'd be five hours, but, you know, that's a whole other Five hours? Uh, Come on. Th three. <laughs> if I got to sit in the same place for three hours, I better be getting paid. Right, right. Uh, by the way, I did. Uh, they had a Rocky Marathon on the other day, which I very quickly switched to after that just debacle. Um, I might do but, a Rocky Marathon on Sunday. I think my wife's going to go visit her family. There's only one game, really, that I care about that's going on, and that's the Jets-Bears game. Uh, I, yeah. I, I got to figure out some time, and I really can't do it if my wife's around. I mean, I, maybe I could sneak one in when she's sleeping, whatever it may be, but I got to watch that Rocky Mountain, especially around the holidays. I got to make it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, look, you know, this is probably going to be uh, the, the most entertaining, I think, Thanksgiving slate in a while. Uh, usually the, bear, the, the line game is a disaster right before it even starts. But they they got a lot of scoring ability. I think I, I, I could even see them pulling off a uh, – I hope you're listening, Omar. I can see them pulling off an upset. I'm mm. uh, not saying they will, but I can certainly see it. Omar uh, was Omar was sedated when he when he called this morning. Oh, he's already been on? Oh, I got to read Oh, yeah, yeah. He, was, he called yeah. earlier, like 145, and he was very calm. Wow, he, that's early for him. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So I got – <laughs> yeah, the last time he's yelling and screaming, Super Bowl, Super Bowl Bills. Now he's saying, uh, right. I'm worried about Detroit. But that's uh, that, that's going to be a great game. Certainly the, the Giant-Dallas game, even even considering how they played the other day, is still going to be a big game. And, and even the the, the Patriot-Viking game, while it's the least, probably the least entertaining of the three, there's still definitely uh, ramifications from that because uh, Vikings got spanked the other day. If they lose again... I don't know if that's the least entertaining. I mean, maybe with the style of play with New England, I think that's a great matchup Sunday night. That turned out to be the yeah. best matchup of the three. Well, Giants coming off of getting smoked, that hurts. Uh, and Dallas, yeah. I mean, we'll see. That's the biggest matchup of the division, but the best one might be the Vikings and the Patriots. Well, I mean, for me personally, it's the least uh, the, the one I'm least looking forward to. But, the, but, but certainly if New England wins again, that now they're – Really, really getting some momentum. I and doubt. Vikings, I, I doubt I'm going to be watching that game though. Are you going to be watching that game Thursday night, or are you going to watch well, a little Christmas movie action? What are we looking at Thursday night after Thanksgiving, or Thursday, the, you know, on Thanksgiving? Uh, it, well, I'm, at that point, I'm probably already sleeping because I, you know, what time I get up for work. Mm. But uh, uh, I'll probably catch like maybe the, the last quarter of it. 
But but that's what you know. That, that's the only rough thing about it being eight o'clock on the Thanksgiving night. Yeah, I usually but, uh, uh, no. That I know that sucks. That's why I took off. And I I usually yeah. and thank you for the call, Eric. And we'll talk to you uh, hopefully again tomorrow. I usually watch. I think that isn't that when they first start having like Christmas movies on like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street or um, Wonderful Life, Mary, Mary, whatever it may be. I don't know any of those Christmas movies that are on Thanksgiving night. You know, you're full, you're stuffed. In my case, I'll be going back home. You know, you, you get so used to being at my parents' house all those years. That was home. All right, everybody leaves, throw on the TV. Or switch off. You know, they never used to be the late night game. It's just too much. I'll be into the Bills and Lions. I'll be into the Giants-Cowboys for sure. And it depends. Again, when you're married... With a kid, no less. But when you're married, things change. There's no way I can justify on a holiday, even though football and Thanksgiving go hand in hand, there's no way I can justify, and nor do I really want to, watching a third football game after we get home from Thanksgiving dinner when it's just going to be me and my wife, hopefully the baby goes to sleep. It's like, all right, what do you want to do? I know what my wife's answer is going to be. Not watch football. And I can't blame her. And I'm going to be footballed out too. I mean, I'll check the score, maybe have it on the iPad, even though that's a stretch. I just, I mean, if it's not a New York team, I can't get into that game. Brian is calling from White Plains. What's up, Brian? Hey, Sal. How are you, man? Good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Oh, good. A big fan. Um, I just uh, have a quick question for you. I know that in the past you've said that not not that Zach Wilson is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones, but maybe that you would choose him over Daniel Jones. Would you choose, uh, Would you still choose him at the moment, or well, do you think he's just going through some kind of phase? Well, are we talking about? Uh, uh, g- give me the parameters here. Are we talking about right now, or are we talking about the next five years? Uh, I'm saying. How about we do right now for right now? Uh, yeah, I don't, right, I don't right think now. there's I don't think there's any question that it's Daniel Jones yeah. right now. Yeah, I mean Daniel Jones he did good, but I feel like they should have at least beat the Lions. Well, I think Daniel Jones, I mean, look, Daniel Jones is not going to be a quarterback that's going to throw 40 times, but he right now I don't think you could argue. Now remember, Daniel Jones, this is his fourth year. Zach Wilson's year two. I would. Yeah, hope. I know. I, I I wanted to bring that up before you yelled at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm just saying that Daniel. I mean, Daniel Jones should be better, but he Daniel Jones. Brian Dable's found a nice rhythm for Daniel Jones where they can win with him if they get the ground game going and Daniel Jones can make some plays. Zach Wilson right now has zero. In his in his back, other than some ability where he could throw the football, his escapability, the mobility, whatever, he's got zero in the in, in the bank as far as what he's accomplished right now. At least Jones has something. Yeah, that's true. I agree. All right. Well, I just wanted to just ask that question. So I hope you have a nice day. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate you checking in, and thank you for your support. You know, I was saying all year long, and really prior to even last week, I guess that. Zach Wilson, I'd rather have Zach Wilson because of the upside. And I still do believe that. I'm not going to get off of that because he had two bad performances against New England. But the odds now are stacked against him. Whether it's the coaching, whether it's the structure, whether it's the organization, whether it's him. The odds are stacked against him. And I was not privy to all that's going on behind the scenes until 
I mean, I heard a little bit of rumblings, but I was like, eh, maybe that's overblown. And then I heard it more prior to last Friday, or it might have been Thursday or Friday, and I hinted at it or talked about it on the show about these guys don't like Zach Wilson. That was before the New England game. So I I hate that stuff, especially from a quarterback. I hate the arrogance and the immaturity. That, that does not fly with me. I'm pretty sure it doesn't fly with the majority of people, but I have zero tolerance for it. So regardless of what I think of his skill set, I would be turned off by his arrogance. Now, I didn't draft him. I didn't get a chance to sit with Zach Wilson and talk to him. I read about it. Watch the highlights. You watch him play. Okay, I don't get a chance to sit with these guys. That is such a huge part of hiring coaches, hiring general managers, going with certain players in free agency or drafting certain players, sitting with them, getting to know them inside. I think he'd be good at that, judging them. And once you know that, then you can... Because a lot of times, skill set's going to be similar. Once you know about a person, and it's tougher, too, because they're 23. You know, you're talking about 20-year-old kids. Some younger when you first get drafted, whatever. But Zach Wilson's 23. Imagine what you were like at 23 years of age. And then imagine what he's got to go through and the scrutiny and... You know, the performing and all that in front of everybody and the fans. I mean, look, that's part of the gig. I get it. But he's 23. He's an immature, coddled, spoiled brat. A lot of times people grow out of that. In his case, he doesn't have much time. It's got to be sooner than later. A lot of us have an advantage where it could take years. He's got to do it now. And he needs the proper teaching and I think that at least the Jets yesterday took the first step in that direction by not just handing it over oh you know Wilson's going to be the guy he's our starter this weekend that might not be the case and see how he handles the humbling does he throw a fit does he get angry or does he take it like an adult and say you know what I deserve this because of not only my poor play on the field but because of my arrogance off of it. Boom. You say that, you're good to go. Now, for him to say that, he's actually got to get it. He's actually got to do some self-reflecting. And maybe when the head coach takes your job away, or at least threatens to do it, maybe that's when you do that self-reflecting. You better. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal Akata back on the fan. Please, did you know that A Christmas Story has a sequel to it? Eric was just letting me know that. I saw that it recently came out or is about to come out streaming somewhere. Yeah. On Disney Plus, potentially? I don't know. I'm just trying to Google it real quick. I had no idea. Man, I love when they start making these sequels to movies that you know, we love growing up. But it is becoming way too frequent. All these different sequels. and all, I mean, there's, there's just too much to consume. Anyway, I'd be into that, especially around the holiday time. When do you start listening to Christmas music? Like, is it start of Thanksgiving? Is it uh, you know this week after Thanksgiving? When's Delilah going on? Uh, much closer to Christmas. Like, I, if I'm wow. in the car and I hear a Christmas song around Thanksgiving, you know, if it's a, the one I love, I might not turn it off. But I won't start like you know my own Christmas music playlist stuff like that until we get much much closer to Christmas. Yeah, I think I'm going with Friday would be my start. To I, anything before that, I'm like tempted this last week. You know, if it comes on randomly on the iPad or on the um, on the iPhone randomly, I'm like, ah, eh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Starting to get there, but I'm not there yet. I think once Thanksgiving passes on Friday, I think I'm ready to go. And you know, we'll, we'll see. Then that's it. Throw the decorations up, and away we go. Tis the season. I do have to ask you when you watch. Um a Christmas story, or you see the the actor that's in that that also plays Billy Madison's dad. What do you associate him with? Now, wait a second. Um, oh, my God, I never realized that. The father in A Christmas Story is Billy Madison's dad? I had no idea. So I guess neither because you never connected the two. No. What else has he been in? Or that just saying, I don't like, know, and I don't even remember his name. I just know him from those two movies. Wow. He looks so old in A Christmas Story. What year did that movie come out? 80-something. Right. And Billy Madison was 10 years later? Yeah, Billy Madison was like 95, 96. Right. So, but right. A good estimate will be 10 years earlier. Billy, Billy, Billy. When is you wake up? Why don't you wake up and find whatever it is you're looking for? Here is a nice piece of Frank is calling from East Islip. What's up, Frank? Good morning, Sal. How are you, Frank? Good, buddy. Yeah, that Christmas sequel uh, came out uh, November 17th on uh, HBO Max. Uh, oh, it's HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, HBO, HBO Max. Max, yeah. And oh. it's uh, Ralphie comes back as uh, as a family now. Like They go back to the old house. The father passed away, and uh, the mother's there. See, that's the key, is that does the father pass away in real life? Uh, I In the movie, they did, yeah. So it, I think but we he don't know if he's back yeah. home. Yeah, he came back home to be with his mother for Christmas with his family. Which is great. The key is the same cast. I mean, any of these sequels, if you have the same cast, that's an actual sequel, not just a, hey, let's try to have a spinoff or whatever. So I'd be into that. I definitely will watch that this year. Yeah, I want to watch that too. Um, two quick points on the Jets. Um, if Zach Wilson's not the answer, and they will find that out by the end of the season, 
what is our options next year? Because this team's ready to win. So where where do we go? Who's the free agent? Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. L- Lamar Jackson. Aaron, just a few names that we brought up throughout the course of the show. The show. Jimmy Garoppolo, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Derek Carr. These are, I guess, possibilities. I mean, Lamar Jackson, with that team, as young as they are, they grow together. That could be insane. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it. Now, you know, salary cap-wise, you have to make it fit. And, you know, if you – the point is – now, Lamar Jackson be the home run. The point is, if the Jets have an opportunity to significantly upgrade the quarterback position – as that potentially being the final piece to a playoff team that could do real damage because of their defense, they've got to do it, regardless of the window for Zach Wilson to grow or not. And you've you've seen Joe Douglas. This guy, this guy, he pulls off the unthinkable sometimes. You know, he could go out and do this deal, whatever. I never count JD out because he he does make things work somehow, some way. He makes the trade or he makes things work when it comes to this team. He's been phenomenal the last two years with well, this. Right, but don't forget, he's the one who drafted Zach Wilson, Frank, and thank you for the call. That was his guy. GMs are going to be tied to the quarterback that they drafted. Now, he may get a chance to pick another one, as he probably should. He's done an excellent job all the way around, but I'm just saying he did pick Zach Wilson. And there's got to be, regardless of what it looks like right now, and remember, I don't want to, I don't want you to get it twisted here. I still believe it's way too early to be drawing any conclusions one way or another on Zach Wilson. And if I had to bet, I'd still believe that he becomes a franchise quarterback. I'm turned off by his attitude, but he's played two bad games. He's in year two. He didn't even play a healthy, fully, or a full healthy season yet. And everybody wants to kick him to the curb. Like I said, I think the big reason for that is because of where the Jets are in their process as a team. Where the defense has developed at light speed in comparison to the offense. Well, if that's going to be the case, they can't wait around another year and hope that Zach Wilson turns out to be the guy next year. They've got to make some decisions here. But for now, that's not a concern. Right now, it's about holding Wilson accountable, trying to make him the best player you could make him. And the best person. You know, have him grow and learn and mature. They did not put that around him properly. Brett is calling from Long Island. Good morning, Brett. Good morning, Sal. I probably won't talk to you tomorrow, so I wanted to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, you and the family. You too, Brett. I appreciate that. Uh, before I get to my Zach Wilson point, uh, you were talking about the games, you know, with the wife and the holidays. Uh, I wanted to get advice, and maybe some of the listeners in my position could get some advice. Uh, the only difference is you do this for a living, so, uh, you know, it makes it a little bit of a different dynamic. But, like, so Sunday I had to work because, you know, this holiday now, so I had to start my week working Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it was the game. I missed, like, the first half hour. On the way home, I called my wife or texted my wife. I said, I have, I have a, my daughter's going to be two next month. My son's going to be, you know, four. So, okay. like, I have little kids, right? So I, I texted her and I said, listen, I'm on my way home. Please, put, you know, have the giant game on. Please put it on because I know I'll, I'll get in the house. The kids will be watching like Coca Melon. Right, right. Blue. So I was kind of, 
I was kind of warming her up, like, hey, I'm coming home. I want to watch the Giant game. For the first time, you know, we've been together six years, first time. She wrote, I'm not putting football on. You want to put it on, you put it on when you get home. Oh, I want to know the football etiquette, right? I got these little kids, right? I work three jobs. The football etiquette, you got Monday night football, Thursday night football. I've been getting into college lately, you know, because it's getting close now to the playoffs. That, like, what? what is it? Like, what's the etiquette there? How do you figure this out? Well, you're asking me personally. I think it's each individual person or, or how you balance yeah, a true. marriage. You know, I'm I'm learning as we go here. But I, I established the ground rules very early on, Brett, where it was football Sundays are not to be messed with. There is basically nothing that can come in the way. Basically, obviously, there are, you know, family emergencies, whatever it may be, or funerals or whatever. And even then. But there is basically nothing that can come in the in between me and a football Sunday. So my wife was well. Understand- that well, that dynamic changed when your daughter gets a little older. Like like my, I know your daughter's younger. My mm-hmm. daughter, like they you know, two. There's gonna be two. They're running around. You know, daddy's all you know, jumping on you, and like it's just almost like I should have probably stayed out, right? But then you got to go to a bar. Well, that's what I was gonna game, tell you, right? right. So, what, if yeah. you get if you get the response, I'm not putting it on. You want to put it on yourself? I'm like, okay, suit yourself. I'm going to the bar. Boom. How do you like that? How do you like me now? But with I, me... I just, yeah. I, it's funny because you mentioned it with the holidays, and you even said, so yeah, I want to watch a Christmas movie uh, instead of watching the football game at night, right? And then the holidays are a whole different story, Well, right? that's why I like, hate... This, is, this yeah. isn't funny. I, like, talking about this is funny. But I guarantee everybody listening, unless they're just some single guy, you know, like... But some of these listeners that have families and... You, you know, your priorities, we're, we're all crazy sports fans with football, right? We put football first. We don't We don't want to miss our team, like, the whole year. That's well, like, but how that's, that? so that's what you need to prioritize. And as always, Brett, thank you for the call, and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you on the other side. Single Sal could not be more amped up for the Thursday night Thanksgiving game. Give me more. Thursday night football, Thursday night Thanksgiving game, Holiday games, Friday after Thanksgiving, line them up, let's go. The more the merrier. Married with the kids, Sal, is saying, enough, I need a break. I can't do it. There's no way to watch it all. You just can't. And honestly, I don't want to. If you think... That I want to. Now, I love football, and that's why these holiday, you know, when it falls on a holiday, and forget Thanksgiving. Obviously, Thanksgiving is always about football, and you're doing, you're having Thanksgiving with the games on in the background. Makes it a little more challenging with the Giants being on because that's a game you got to focus in on. So when your aunts ramble on about some crap that you don't want to talk about, you're locked into the game. Otherwise, you got to sit there and pay attention. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, how's this one doing? And I really don't care, but how's this one doing? You know, whatever. But it's hard to do that if you're distracted by multiple families. I don't have a big family anymore, so I'm okay. I basically treat it. Now, again, the kids running around. Who wants to play? My nephew's going to want to play a game, and you want to play a video game. You want to play hockey outside, whatever it may be. A little more difficult when you have a game that actually means something, like the Giants. Or, like, when you have it scheduled on... Christmas Eve. Like, I hate that. Christmas Eve is my favorite day of the year. The last thing I want to be thinking about is watching football. 
Christmas Day, I'll be at my in-laws. You know, my wife will kill me if I'm not paying attention to the family and all that. And man, it's three games on. I hate missing football, but it cannot be the be-all, end-all. And you're right, Brett, when you talk about things changing with the kid. Where I got to a point, I talked about this earlier in the year. I got to a point where I, on my own, this was not coming from my wife. It was me on my own deciding on Halloween or on the you know the day before Halloween, my daughter was having a little party at her school, whatever. I said, I want to go. I'll dress up. I dressed up like Matt Ryan, had my Falcons helmet, my Falcons jersey, a little eye black, and I went. Now, my wife was thrilled. You know, my daughter, she couldn't care less, but I'm sure she was happy that I was there. And that was that. But I felt good about making that decision, DVRing the games, find out what happens later. I had to deal with the anxiety of potentially missing stuff or whatever with work-related stuff. It does make it a little different when it's your job, but most of us are in the same boat anyway. Whether you do it for a living or not, you're not missing your team's game. So a Sunday night game or a Monday night game, in this case next week, with the Colts and Steelers, you don't need to be locked into that. Thursday night, Patriots, Vikings, I'm sorry. You know, Giannotti may have to be locked into it. I'll tell you this, if it were the Falcons, I'm not locked into it. I don't care enough anymore. Jets, Giants take priority. This Sunday, if not for the Jets at one, I'd be out on the football. I want a day to myself to go do something else. It's It's a lot. But if it's your team, you got to prioritize the best you can. And I'll tell you this. Think about it logically. Again, 20-year-olds on this place to the point about Zach Wilson being 23. At 23, I would be telling 43-year-old me, what are you, you old, bald idiot? What a loser you are. Oh, prioritizing your wife and kid? Okay, you loser. But at 43, I look at 23-year-old Sal and be like, you idiot. All you cared about was sports? There was a whole world out there, and you were just worried about your team, locked in your room, watching football start to finish. You know how many Sundays in my life I've spent from start to finish watching football? There's more out there to enjoy. And I feel like that as I'm getting older. I don't want to be trapped in the house on a nice fall Sunday, wall-to-wall betting games, getting aggravated with losing, my team aggravating me. Again, work purposes, different story. But fan purposes, there are, you know, sometimes there's there's a better way or at least a different way on occasion. And think about this. The sports don't stop. It's football. It's hockey. It's basketball. Right into baseball. And then that doesn't stop. And obviously, I prioritize baseball. I love watching those games and both the Mets and Yankees. You get two teams every night, every day. I mean, it's look, being a sports fan, especially when you get older with a kid. And I'm like I said, I'm learning. It changes. Everything changes. Life changes, too, as you get older. But if you're older and single, you don't care. Put the games on. You want something to do. When you're married with kids, you always have something to do. If you're not working or at work, you're home working. Not to mention that life is basically about main, uh, maintaining everything. Maintaining? Life's about maintaining everything. All this is maintenance, upkeep. Your body, the house, the yard, the cars, what needs an oil. Just when I feel like, ah, everything's done, Flat, the engine light comes on. Oh, got to go to an oil change. I got to spend an hour and a half there. 
the, the fall cleanup, the spring cleanup, the mulch, the heating system, the AC, whatever. It never freaking ends. Oh, we're doing our living. We're maintaining. Everything we do is about maintaining. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the Fan Warm-Up Show with Alan Jerry in about 10 minutes. 877-337-6666 is our number to call back again tomorrow. The final show for me for this Thanksgiving week. We'll be back on 2 a.m. tomorrow night. You get the Nets and Sixers, or tomorrow morning, I should say. Nets and Sixers tonight in Philadelphia. Sixers are a depleted, banged-up team right now, so maybe that game loses a little bit of luster. But still, Ben Simmons going back to Philly. There'll be a lot of eyes on that. And, you know, just, you know, the Philly crowd is going to be, I was talking to a Sixers fan that I work with, producer over at base, at uh, SNY on Baseball Night New York, Sean Gelman, huge, big Philly sports fan, but a huge Sixers fan. And he was saying that he's concerned that there might be, the Philly crowd might be so frustrated with not only their hatred for Ben Simmons, but also the fact that the Nets, in all likelihood, are going to beat the Sixers without Embiid, without Maxi, where they're banged up, that it could get ugly. You know, throwing stuff at Simmons and things like that. Now, let's hope it doesn't resort to that. Other than verbal insults, nothing should be thrown at Ben Simmons or any player for that matter. But you would expect a wild environment. You know how Philly does. Holiday week, Simmons coming in. Phillies losing in the World Series. Yeah, maybe they're upset. Eagles actually have a loss. 877-337-6666. Mike is in Port Newark. What's up, Mike? Good morning. Yo. How are you, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. First time caller. Great show. Listen, I got to make this quick. Um, I have a little, a little system what I use. To watch football game. Now, listen, I'm a Minnesota Vikings season ticket holder living in New York. I fly out a couple games a year, and I usually work on Sundays, okay? So I usually get home around 1 o'clock, right around game time. So what I do is I get home. I give my wife the credit card. She goes out for the rest of the day, and I, keep, I have my 7- and 5-year-old. I have two, two boys, 7 and 5. They watch the games with me. They're on their iPads. I watch my football, and everyone is quiet. Yeah. Everyone is good. There is no problem. And so far, it's been working out perfectly. Well, you good luck with all that. Now, you're in a happy zone because you have the kids at a good age, Mike, and, and thank you for the call. Uh, if you were going to hang on longer, I have more questions about how you maintain season tickets for the Vikings uh, while you're working and living in New York and working on Sundays. You go out to a couple games, I guess you sell the rest. I thought about that years ago with the Falcons, and then I realized this is a losing proposition, and I don't need it. There is a difference when your kids get older, obviously, but also, I don't know, are you being the best father you can be? And I find myself, and I hate myself for doing this. Even when I tell my wife, all right, I'm done. My root- See, I'm slowly learning. It used to be Sunday, leave me alone from 1230 because I got to place the bets and watch the pregames and all that till 730, potentially longer, depending on the Sunday night game. 
Now I've gotten it down to where it's just Jets Giants, basically. Now I'll have the other games on. Don't get me wrong what I'm watching. But if the Jets and Giants, like they did this past Sunday, both play at 1 o'clock, that means I'm done at 4. And I wanted to watch that Cowboys game because I had a huge bet on it because I lost on the Bears game, so I was angry, so I made the all-in bet on the Cowboys. So I want to have that on. So, But I go upstairs, shut everything down downstairs, go upstairs, put the game on my iPad, and hang out with my wife and daughter. But again, I'm kind of half there, half watching my stupid fantasy team, half on the iPad. Now, normal circumstance, if it weren't the Cowboys-Vikings game, which I was into, then it would be done at 4 o'clock. As long as no Jets and Giants are on a 4 or the late game, I'm done after the 1 o'clock games. That's my new thing. You, you just can't do it all day. And I think the majority of people only watch their team or the red zone for a little bit. I don't think the majority of people are nuts like I used to be and still can be where you're watching it start to finish of a day. Especially not if you're married. There's no way. You can't do it. Joseph is calling. You get stuff to do. Joseph is calling from Roseland. What's up, Joseph? Yes, good morning. How you guys? How you doing this morning? First time caller. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. What's on your mind? Nah, just uh, just talking about the Jets. Uh, you can't look back in the past because it is Tuesday morning, but uh, it just really sticks to my stomach just with uh, Zach Wilson's performance. I understand you can't change that, and that's really the kicker for the, the two losses that we just had for the Patriots. But really, it, it, uh, it came down to, again, penalties with, the Jets and the Patriots. I know that uh, pick six first game, kicker, uh, kick in the stomach penalty, rough in the passer there, and you can't really have that, but Billy B walked away with that. And then now, at the end of the game, on the punter turn, Williams clears that block in the back, probably at the 10-yard line. That doesn't get called. And I, just, I mean, I, the officiating crew is really just grinding my gears. Yeah, but you think that's, that's why really the Jets? You, you think that's why the Jets lost? No, a hundred percent it's Zach Wilson, but it's clear as day. Well, I mean, it's not just a hundred percent Zach Wilson. It's the run game or uh, lack yeah. thereof. You know, there's bad special teams play to even put themselves in that spot. And yes, of course, Zach Wilson, the offensive yeah, coordinator. Like, I love the guy. Like, I do. I, I've been riding with Zach for the past two years, and I give the guy a lot of credit because I mean, he is a young quarterback, twenty-two years old. In this league, you know, especially a city like New York, it's a very tough city to play in. And you know what? It's like it's it's big boy time. He's got to he's got to man man the ass up. But it's, I was just riding on that. Like really, that last little flip at the end of the game, the five seconds left. I mean, like what are they doing? Like not even calling that call. It's we got that at MetLife Stadium with John Franklin Myers. Uh, hit Mac Jones a little too hard. Well, that was that was a penalty. I mean, it, it shouldn't have been. It was, but by the rule, it was the right call. Yeah. Now, ultimately, and thank you for the call, Joseph. We appreciate checking in. Ultimately, it's a you know the league is soft. It's it's a bad rule, but by the with the rule in the book, the way that it is, refs got to call that with Franklin Myers dating back a couple weeks ago. It's frustrating with Wilson. To me, if it were just the play, poor play on the field, it would be something that you obviously monitor and hope he grows. But you continue to put him out there 
and teach and get him to focus each and every play, which I can't even believe I'm saying, but, I mean, that's clearly what it is. The bad footwork, the sloppy footwork. He's arrogant on and off the field. To think that you could just go out there and not put in any of the hard work and get the fundamentals down right, the way that you got to set yourself and throw the football the right way, it's just arrogance. But to me, the worst of it is off the field. I truly believe that's why the Jets made this decision. They could, Which, by the way, is no decision. Just that it's not definitively going to be Zach Wilson starting on Sunday. Hi, Jerry. Jerry Recco just came and waved to me. It's not his poor play. At, at the very least, it can't be that in isolation. It's the fact that Zach Wilson has caused a problem within that locker room. And Solid didn't admit that afterward. Or not afterward, but during that same press conference where he said that he's not going to commit to Zach. He's going to go back and watch the tape. Believe me. Zach Wilson played poorly after the last New England game. Zach Wilson played horrifically in this New England game. And they didn't pull him in either of the games. They didn't make a change after the last game. They didn't say anything about potentially making a change after this game. It was not until yesterday, the day after, that they said, you know what, we're not going to commit to anything right now. I'm going to watch more film and wait and see. That's BS. Now, he may watch more film. They know the truth. Wilson hasn't been good, but worse were the remarks afterward and the fact that the guys in that locker room do not believe in their leader. They want their leader to be held accountable. His attitude, believe it or not, is worse than all the airmail air mail throws he had. Or the short throws, you know, the four-yard short throws. Hopefully he learns his lesson. He better get it soon, because if he doesn't, Jets going to have to move on, even in just a two-year span, if they want to win now. But we're not there yet. Can't give up on Zach Wilson just yet. And remember, it's been two bad games against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. He can go out there and totally redeem himself this Sunday. You know, if they make him the starter. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs. As always, Fleegs will be on the morning show now the rest of the way. So we'll be without him until after Thanksgiving. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. I appreciate each and every one of you. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesdays. See you tomorrow at 2, the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 